Hi, welcome to Infectious, your guide to life during coronavirus. Today we're going to be going over what happened with coronavirus this week, why it happened, and what you should be doing. First, we're going to start off with California. So far, there's been over 100,000 cases of coronavirus in California. And right now, California is starting to ease its restrictions on churches, schools, and other large gatherings. And because of this, we're able to see where large repeated outbreaks are happening. The most common ones have been in long-term care homes for the elderly, jails and prisons, food processing plants, and social gatherings. The Santa Barbara prison complex has some of the biggest concentrations of cases in the country. And 16% of the state's COVID cases are in nursing and residential care facilities for the elderly. Many shopping centers have also had a small consistent amount of outbreaks. These cases are most likely because viruses can infect people without symptoms for up to five days. That means that people are coming to work and socializing with others without knowing they are transmitting the virus. However, to get the virus from someone without symptoms, it takes about 15 minutes of close contact. A lot of this is also happening because many of these places and gatherings are indoors. The outdoors allow the virus to spread out more, much more and make the concentration much lower due to the breeze, and the sun usually destroys them outdoors after about half an hour. So activities that, place, that take place indoors have a much higher chance of causing an outbreak compared to those outdoors. What we've learned from California is really important. We've seen where the biggest amount of COVID cases will be when we reopen in other states, and where we should be avoiding or where we should be more careful when we are going around in these new reopened states. Next, we're going to be talking about schools. Schools across the U.S. are running out of money, as many states have reduced their funding and pandemic safety precautions have caused an increase in operational costs. Currently, House Democrats are trying to push for $1 trillion towards schools as part of a $3 trillion proposal, but it's being held back by Republicans due to other issues within the relief bill. Next, Trump is facing political backlash as he stopped WHO funding earlier this week. He did this because of the WHO's failure to hold China accountable over coronavirus. However, Germany's health minister, along with many EU diplomats and the European Commissioner President, have all criticized him, saying that this was the wrong time and the WHO can be reformatted after this pandemic. President Trump also postponed the G7 due to pandemic concerns. The, the meeting was supposed to be early June, but due to concerns from German Chancellor Angela Merkel, along with other leaders, it is planned to be moved to September. Finally, is corona airborne? That's a question that many health officials are grappling with right now. They do know that viral particles can travel to the air, but can they make someone sick? Dr. Ronald Coleman, a professor of medicine in the Division of Pulmonary Allergy and Critical Care at the University of Pennsylvania's Perelman School of Medicine says that it's based on the size of viral particles. For example, sneezes and coughs spew relatively large droplets of at least 5 micrometers. These droplets are so big that they fall to the ground or other surfaces within, si within a 6-foot radius. However, small particles less than 5 micrometers are too light to fall and then become airborne. Many scientists believe that these particles can infect, but there's a surprising lack of evidence. 
Most agree that more research needs to be done as Dr. Ditya Shah, an infectious disease fellow at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, says that just because some viral element is detected doesn't mean it's infectious. Today we learned a few major things. First, we learned about how we should be reopening after coronavirus, based on examples from California. We learned where we should be going and where we should be avoiding. We've learned that long-term care homes for the elderly, jails and prisons, food processing plants, and large social gatherings, especially those indoors, are more likely to have outbreaks. And we know that if you want to have a gathering, it should be outdoors because it may, that makes it much harder for the virus to spread. Next, we've learned that many schools in the U.S. are running out of funding. And if that they don't get this funding before August, schools might not reopen or they might not follow the safety precautions that they need to. This means that when we do send kids to schools, we need to inform them on how they can be, remain socially distanced and how they can keep themselves safe. Finally, we've learned how coronavirus spreads through the air, what type of particles it spreads through, and what research needs to still be done about particles that still are airborne. But for now, we should still stay cautious and continue to wear a mask. As because of these airborne particles, someone may have walked somewhere earlier and they had COVID-19 and they could have left those airborne particles where they were. So we need to make sure we have a mask because you never know where these airborne particles are going to be. I've just showed you what happened this week, why it happened, and what you needed to do. Make sure to join me next week so we can continue to learn about COVID-19 and keep ourselves safe. Thanks for listening.